Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. It's a challenge to live this life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just the typical everyday? Sponsored by Hookster Creek Ministries, our show unpacks the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas that most of us could work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend and I'll introduce you to some of mine when we engage in a coffee chat about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the King. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Have you ever felt like running into a closet because of fear or anxiety on a situation? Today, our guest, she shares with me how the enemy led her to her closet, but the Lord met her in the closet. Amen. Melinda Patrick is a speaker, writer, and a host of the Even While podcast. Though the heartache of a fractured family, broken dreams, and a hard parenting days, God birthed a passion in her to come alongside and encourage other women in their own waiting season. She finds joy in equipping and emboldening others to step out in faith and discover the hidden treasures God has for them, even while they wait. I met Melinda at the Spark Podcast Conference and fell in love with what God has called her to do. Melinda knows God is bigger than any excuse she could ever offer because she's seen the power of her story and how it has impacted so many others. Friend, I cannot wait for you to meet Melinda. So grab some paper and a pen with your favorite cup and let's dive into my chat with Melinda Patrick. Hey, Melinda, I am so excited that you're on the show with me. Welcome to the Red River Podcast. I cannot wait for our discussion tonight. Candace, I love this. And I love that I just got to see you a couple months ago. And here we are again, face to face. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our theme tonight is God is bigger than our excuses. But before we dive in, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself, about your passion, and then how that passion has influenced your life today. Mm, a little bit about myself. Well, one, one fun thing that's happened to me over the last six months or so I played piano growing up and about the age of 17, I, I just walked away from that. And it's been quite a few years, <laughs> maybe 30 or more. And back in the fall of this past year, in the fall of 2021, the Lord just laid it on my heart to begin going back to the piano keys. And I have just enjoyed that so much, just taking that time and it's become just an act of worship now for me and just spending that time with him in the mornings. And that's one thing that I have just really loved here lately. I've got, we're a bonus family or we're a blended family. So I have, I have two children. I have two bonus children and I have three grandbabies with another one on the way. So that's oh, really giving, I know that's really giving our family a lot of excitement right now. So we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to the summer and just spending time with family. Now, share with me a little bit about your passion right now as well, because I know you do a lot of women's ministry. You do a lot of different things like that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the, those passions in your life. Mm -hmm. So my passion right now, and, and it has been, it's just, 
I just feel like the Lord kind of like pulled the curtain back and allowed me to see. But for many years, uh, I was lost in a waiting season. I've mm-hmm. been in multiple waiting seasons, but there came a time in my life where I looked up and I didn't recognize who I was anymore. I didn't know what my dreams were. I had no idea what my passions were. I couldn't remember the last time I had laughed. And mm-hmm. the Lord took that time and just revealed to me that in my long waiting season, I had I had shifted from living in response to him. And I had shifted ever so slightly over the course of time uh, to begin living in reaction to the circumstances around me. Mm. And that got me off course. And he used a Chinese checkers game to reveal that to me. I was losing. I'm very competitive. I was playing (laughs) with my husband and I had to call a time out. And my husband was like, there's no time out in Chinese checkers. But in that moment, I said, wait a minute, I'm losing. Something's not wrong. Something's not right here. And I had my moves planned out and everything, Candace. Mm. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me in that moment that instead of playing the moves that were planned out for my man, I was now moving my men in reaction to every move that he was making. Mm. And the Holy Spirit said, Melinda, just as you are lost in this game, you're lost in life. Mm. You have shifted your focus and it needs to be back on your Abba father. And that just really took me uh, on this journey. And I love to encourage now women who are in a long waiting season, Mm. whether it's waiting for a family, waiting for a healing marriage, waiting for the next step to take in life or in ministry, or maybe you're waiting for that prodigal child to return home or that child to even come to know Christ. Mm. And I just love to walk through her through that with her and Mm. just encourage her and equip her along the way. God, that abundant life God has for us is for today. It's not when we get to heaven. And so we've got to figure out what's going on in our own hearts and lives so that we can position ourselves to, to be that salt of the earth, to be the light of the world that God has called us to be. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I love that. Now, Melinda, when did you, like, if we're talking about your timeline here, after you heard that calling on your life to move forward in in this, did you embrace it right away or were you like me and you hesitated? (laughs) I, I hesitated and I, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think I felt like it had to be some clear plan, Mm -hmm. you know, and I needed to know every step along the way, Yeah. but I've learned along the way that God, that's not how God is. God wants us to abide with him, to abide in him. I love that scripture in John 15, you know, where we, we are, a He's the vine and we are the branches and we've got to be a part of him. And, and so just taking each step with him and not worrying about the future so much, but Mm -hmm. living each day. And that's, that's where I found my, my rhythm. Mm, I love that. I love that. Once you started abiding in him, you started to find your rhythm. I love it. Yes. I love it. So we had a poll that was sent out. Uh, on social media, asking others, what's has stopped them from saying yes to their own calling in their life? And we received several responses back. And a lot of these were very heartfelt and, and they were 
very, um, they were relatable. Like a lot of them I could relate to. And I sent this over to you. And before we started talking, we talked about one in particular, and that's the one I want us to dive into a little bit more tonight. And it was speaking from our pain point means a level of vulnerability that feels uncomfortable. And I'd love for you to share, Melinda, why that particular response really resonated with you or stood out to you. Hmm. One of the areas in my, in my life, it, it hits very personal. It's a very sweet, but yet very uh, tender spot in my heart. And it's been almost 11 years ago that my daughter came to me and told me that she struggled with same-sex attraction. Mm. And I remember that day. I remember that day, Candace. And if I could go back to that day and change a lot of things, I sure would. And in that moment, I, I didn't know I was a single mom at that time. I've recently been, been married again, but I was a single mom at that time. And, and not that being married would have changed anything in that mm -hmm. moment. Uh, but I remember looking at her that day when she revealed her heart to me and her struggle. And the first words out of my mouth were, it's okay. I'm going to get you to a counselor. We're going to get you fixed. And in mm -hmm. six months, nobody is going to know about this. We, we will get through this real quick. I look back, Candace, I should have said only three words and they should have been, I love you. Mm. And I should have sat with her and I should have listened. And the Lord taught me a lot during that time. I often say that when my daughter came out of the closet, I went into the closet. I was in ministry. I taught Bible study at a rather large church. I uh, actually taught Bible at a Christian school. I had a ministry in my home to women. I was speaking and as I entered into that closet, I, I think I'm fairly certain the enemy led me there, but I'm mm -hmm. so thankful God met me there. Oh, yes. Because I went in to that closet because I felt like my everything about me had just crashed and burned. I felt very exposed. And I remember I look back at the questions that I asked God were, why me? Why her? Why us? Why now? Why didn't you fix this? All of these things. And when I look back now, all those questions were really to point back to me. Mm -hmm. And I felt very exposed and vulnerable at that time. But God, God took me there. And every lie that the enemy spoke to my heart, one, how can you minister to other women when you can't even minister to your own daughter? Um, another lie was, uh, look at the choices she has made. They're all your fault. Mm. This is all your fault. You are a horrible mom. Um, you know, I took all those things and thankfully the Holy Spirit just began to reveal truth to me. But one of the biggest things that happened is that I had somehow, and I talked about shifting just a moment ago, somehow I had shifted in my identity, mm. my identity that should have been grounded in Christ and Christ alone. As a mom, my identity was now, I was finding that in my child. Mm. And so when she made 
a, a choice that I didn't agree with. When she did something bad, then I was bad. If she did something good, then I was good. And neither one of those are good because what I'm now doing is I'm stepping into the role and the place that only God mm-hmm. can take yes. in her life. And, and so this was a, a, uh, I look back at those times in the closet. I call them times in the closet uh, because God just met me there. And he began, he took me back to the, my foundation with him and just revealing some lies that I believed in my own heart. When at, at that point, when my daughter had come to me, I had was raised in the church. I had been in the church all my life and I had never, which is very sad. I I'm hoping it's changed now. This was about 11 years ago. I had never heard of anyone coming out of homosexuality. And so when my daughter spoke those words to me, it was like the enemy took that candle of hope, that that flame in my heart and just snuffed it out. Mm. And I felt like that was a death sentence that had been, been given to her and all hope was gone And it would be a course over a course of a few months where I was finally led to someone who is now in ministry. And she had actually been in the homosexual lifestyle for a few years, but the Lord Jesus set her free. And she's been walking in that, that freedom ever since. And the Lord brought her to me. And she, as she began to speak her testimony over me, it was like that, that blanket of despair that the enemy had just seeked, you know, to clothe me in that that blanket just began to lift. And I discovered the power of community. I discovered the power of testimony. I discovered the power of me finding my identity in Christ alone. And that that set out, that's one of my waiting seasons. I've had many and I'm still in this waiting season, but I'm so thankful for what God has done and is doing and um, the relationship that I have with my daughter. Amen. Amen. Melinda, I'd love for you. I want to first off, thank you. I want to thank you for being so vulnerable with us today on the show and to share that because we just never know who needed to hear that. And um, I would love to know because so many people may say, okay, my stuff is, is true, is really hard to share. And, and you're telling me that you're just willing to share something that personal. Why? Why would you be willing to share something that is so vulnerable, so delicate to your heart? Um, Why would you share that? So I'd love for you to tell me, tell our listeners a little bit about some of the things that you have experienced from after sharing as well and why it's so important to share. Hmm. First off, it, it does not come easy even today, even you and I having this conversation uh, open to the podcast world, whoever is listening this conversation is never easy for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always have to lean and press into the Holy spirit and ask him to speak through me. This was never a conversation I wanted to have. It was a never a place as a mom I wanted to be. And I had to walk through a lot of healing, a whole lot of healing to get to where I am today. The, The first few months, Candace, I cried almost 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm an outgoing person. I'm extroverted. You, you know that we've met in person multiple times and I love being around people. But during that time, especially the first few months 
probably six months, I pulled myself off of everything. Mm. I, as each Bible study that I led ended, I told the, the leader that I would not be coming back to teach. The church I had raised my children in, and I had been on the women's ministry team for, for many years, I eventually left that church and went to a small church where nobody knew me. Nobody knew to ask questions. And I entered that small church, just kind of sitting on the back row, not, not getting too involved personally. And I ended, I ended up um, going into Christian counseling, which I, I am a huge advocate of Christian counseling. And me that, too, by the way, I just want to say me too. Yes. And, and so me having this conversation with you today, I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, I don't know what she's done to do that. Yeah. I still cry over this some, and I may, I have felt myself already choke up, you know, in my conversation with you just here tonight, that this is not an easy conversation. Right. I would rather have a lot of other conversations than this one. And so it does hit a very vulnerable part in my, in my heart, but I've walked through healing, lots of healing. I have uh, had hard conversations with my daughter. She actually knows that I, that I speak on this subject and that I work in ministry. I help other parents when their children come to them, just kind of walk through that, that those first moments of this is not what we had for our child. I walk with that through them, but the conversation is important. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important, Candace. I did everything wrong at the very beginning with my daughter. Mm. The only thing I did right was I continued to pray. Mm. And we went through a season of almost two years we were very close before this. And we went through a season of almost two years where she would not even come in the room. She actually ended up moving out of, out of my home and she would not come into a room if I was there, if other people weren't there because she did not feel like I was a safe place. Mm. We've worked through a whole lot of healing. God has brought a whole lot of healing in my own heart. But at the end of the day, Candace, I go back to Psalm 139. God knew her before he ever placed her in my womb. Mm, yes. He knew every day written out, laid out for her. Yes. He knew the mom she needed. Mm, yes. But he also knew the daughter I needed. Yes. God entrusted her to me. In that closet, I came to understand that my identity was in my child, and I had to go back to the foundation of that. But a few things that the Lord revealed to me also was the pride in my heart, mm. the judgmental thoughts, the self-righteousness mm -hmm. that I had in my heart. And there were a lot of things that I needed to go back and confess mm. and repent of. 
And one of those things is I remember one day I was driving by the hospital where I had had her and this was a point in my life where I was still crying all the time. And I was actually on my way to see her. And I remember driving by that hospital and my exact words were, God, if you would take me back to that day, if you would place her back in my arms again, I would not have let this happen. Mm. And the Holy Spirit brought such great conviction on my heart because what I was saying in that moment, Candace, is that, God, I don't think you did good enough. And I think I could have done a better job. And I had to quickly repent and confess that as sin and, and come to the point of God, I, I am sorry. You know, my daughter more than I do, you know, everything about her. And I had to ask for forgiveness of that. And as I walked through Christian counseling, God would reveal other things that I needed to go back to and ask my daughter for forgiveness for, I needed to ask her for forgiveness, for not being a safe place for her to talk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I agree. Even to this day, I don't agree with her lifestyle, but we've come to a place in our lives where we agree to disagree. We've come to a place in our lives where we realize that she missed me, I missed her, and we need to do everything we can to protect our relationship. God entrusted her to me. I am accountable to God. Mm. for how I love my daughter, for how I represent him before my daughter. Yes. And so these conversations are very important. I, I hear parents on a, on a regular basis that have no contact with their children now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not always because of the parent. Sometimes it's the child's choice. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to agree, then I don't want a relationship with you. So it's not always the parent's But we need to come to the point, we need to be able to have these hard conversations Mm -hmm. and we need to be able to have them with openness, with honesty. And, and we need to also have these conversations through, through the lens of the, of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, Jesus, Jesus died on a cross for all sin, not just for one, not just for two. He died for all sin. Yes. And he was raised again to, to, he conquered death. He conquered mm-hmm. sin. And so we don't have to cast judgment. That's not our job. <laughs> that's, that's his. Right. And so what we have been entrusted to do is to love and yes. to be a guide, to point yes. others back to Christ and, and to be that salt and that light. And I love Melinda that you, your vulnerability is doing that very same thing is, is being assault and being light to parents who are struggling in the same areas and they're reaching out to you saying, how do I do this? How do I go through this? And where do I go with my kid? How do I love them in the season of their life and, and continue to pour into them these truths? And so I love that that's what you're doing now. I love that you have, have embraced that. And I know it's been difficult, but I am so grateful that you have said yes. And I think that's really the key for all of us to understand is when we have these pain points, we don't have to be afraid of those pain points because when we go through them with God, it's more like pressure. And if we choose to be uncomfortable, if we choose to allow him to use those pain points, 
there is so much healing that's done for ourselves, but also for others as well. Now, Melinda, is there a scripture that you have really clinged to during this time that maybe somebody who's listening is going, okay, I need, <laughs> I need to hear some truth. I need something that I can hold on to. What would you advise them to, to gravitate towards mm-hmm. in a scripture? So the scripture, you, many people would be like, okay, what? (laughs) But it's John 12 and it starts in verse 24 and it says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me and where I am there, my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father will honor. And it sounds like, wait a minute, how did, what does that scripture have to do with a conversation, this hard conversation? Why aren't you saying, oh my gosh, God is with you. God is going to strengthen you. God, you know, there's so many other scriptures in the Bible, but what God has shown me in this journey with my, with my daughter, Candace, my daughter doesn't need me to show up at lunch with her. My daughter doesn't need me to be the one that shows up and we get a pedicure or we spend the day together. We rock climb, we cook, whatever we, we choose to do. My daughter needs Jesus. I remember one day I I was praying, God, send someone, you know, send just anyone, send someone to my daughter um, to be Jesus to her. And he just so gently whispered to my heart, I have, I sent her you. And the only way Jesus can show up on those lunch dates, on those rock climbing dates, on those dates that we're just driving around is if I die to self and allow Christ to show up. Mm. I can continue to stand for my rights. I can continue to manipulate situations. I can continue to do everything, you know, try to talk her to her until I'm blue in the face that, you know, these decisions aren't God's best for her. But scripture is very clear. It's the Holy Spirit that opens her eyes. Yes, It's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. It's the Holy Spirit that brings transformation and sanctification to her life. And it's the Holy Spirit that will draw her to our Abba Father to receive Christ. And so as long as I'm trying to do those things, Mm. then I've basically pushed him out of the way. Mm -hmm. God has called me to love her, to nurture her, to stand on truth, to not compromise in my values and beliefs. And to be there, to be a listening ear for her, a safe place for her. And so the only way I can do that is when I am like that wheat, that, you know, that seed, that grain Mm -hmm. that falls to the ground and dies. Mm, And so I've got to, I've got to surrender and allow Christ to live through me. Oh man. Melinda, that's a great message. Absolutely. And I think we all could use that message. Just as parents in general, I mean, we, we have, we all struggle with our kids. Let's just be face it. They're, they're little, they're little sinful people. Okay. And so we are, (laughs) we're struggling with them period. And, 
And that's exactly what every single one of our children need. They all need Jesus, every single one of them. And so what does that look like? It looks like dying to self and, and not, not looking at, oh, I need to be your buddy, buddy. No, your kid doesn't need your, you to be their buddy. What they need you to be is that salt and light that leads them towards Jesus each and every day with grace and mercy and love and all those things. And so I love that. That was a great message. Thank you for sharing that. Now, um, when I started on this journey with God and I finally said yes, which took me about seven years to do so, I struggled with two specific things, fear of failure and fear of success. And I would love to know, have you been struggling with any of those as you started this journey? I thought I used to struggle with fear of failure, but as I've spent some time with the Lord, as I've looked over my life, I believe I also, I struggle with both, mm-hmm. but I think I struggle more with fear of success. Mm. Yes. That, that's been a big struggle for me, which clothed itself as fear of failure. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes. For me with the fear of success, I was struggling with how is this going to appear for my kids? What is this going to do to my family? And I needed God to be the God who intercedes. And, and that's exactly what he did. He interceded in on my behalf and he started maintaining my pace as I started moving in this, into his calling for my life. And I know he's, he's done the same for you as well, but I'd love for you to share a time in your life where you started seeing God maintain your pace, um, as you walked through this season with him. Oh, you know, I was just saying, I was thinking, and Candace, honestly, the first, the first thing that I thought of with you talking about God maintaining my pace as far as success is, is telling me, no, it's causing me to wait and to, and to slow down mm-hmm. because I, I am a type of person where I'm all in, I'm either not in or I'm all in <laughs> and God can give me this vision. And I'm like, okay, we're doing it today. You know, I, I am jumping in and my, when I come to my husband, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had this, like this, this whole project vision. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> like, what, how much time are we going to spend at Home Depot now? Or, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> right. But what I've learned, I, I am that type of person. My, my husband and I, he's just very level. He never gets really upset, but yet he never gets really excited. He never really gets down. And I am all over, you know, I'm like, woo, one day and then the next, you know, and a few days later, I'm like either just balanced out or I'm in the mm-hmm. negative there. Mm-hmm. But when I, when God gives me something, I want to do it today. And I've learned with my husband that this project, if we take our time, is actually going to turn out a lot better. It yes. may take us three weeks to get it finished versus two days when I would have it done. But in the end, it looks better. And, and God is, has slowed me down oftentimes in, in my ministry that way by, by putting up a detour or just nothing is, is working at the moment. And, and it's not that nothing is working. It's just, I'm trying to make it work. And God is saying, no, 
there's still something right here. I know you don't like to wait, but there is something right here. There is a gift, there is a treasure that you are only gonna discover when you are right here in this season. Mm. And so I'm gonna cause you to sit here for just a little bit. And I've grown and I have learned so much in that. Mm. Yes, that's so good. I mean, even in those waiting seasons, it's really training season, right? Yes. I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned is, is that when he's maintaining my pace and, and I feel like, oh, but I want to move forward. Like I want to, let's, let's go God, let's go. I'm ready. And he's like, okay, sister, but you're going to have to hold your horses. <laughs> you're not ready for those steps just yet. And it's such, it's his grace and his mercy to know mm -hmm. I'm not ready for that level of stress. Um, recently I was talking to Tracy Mitchell and she talked about how success has such a, it's, it's more of a burden. And if we can't, if we can't, um, how did she phrase it? If we can't handle our failures with, with grace and, and dignity, then why would God, who's a loving God, hand us success because the struggle and, and the, the pressure is going to be so much greater when you hit that because there's so many people that are relying on you. And so she was like, that's actually his mercy when he's maintaining our pace. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yes, that's so good. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, it's go ahead. No, you're good. Okay. You know, it, and it's also, we, we tend to think of ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to move forward but we forget that it's not all about us. There are yes. so many other people. There are so many other circumstances yes. that God is working on to get them in just the right place. And we, we've got to trust his timing. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Now, Melinda, I know our people here are asking, okay, how do I get a hold of Melinda? How do I find out how to reach out to her? How do I become her peeps? What has she got going on? all the things. So would you share with us all the things so that our people can become your people? Yes. So I have a podcast, the Even While podcast, and it is for any Christian women. I do have some men that listen, they'll chime in or, you know, send an email sometimes, but it's the Even While podcast. It's living life waiting well. And it's for any woman that is in any season of wait, whether you're waiting for your marriage to be healed or you know, just all the things that can bring our lives where we feel like our life is all of a sudden on hold because of either other people's choices or God isn't answering our prayer right now when we want it. And so that podcast uh, goes out every Wednesday and we do a little challenge in that at the end every day, just or every week, just to give us one small step that we can take to begin moving us towards living in the way that abundant life. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm over on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group called Living Life Waiting Well. And there's quite, there's a uh, growing number of women over there that are just encouraging one another. And we're just growing together in this waiting season, discovering everything that God has for us. And then you can find me on email as well. And my, I have a website now, which I am so excited about. So yes, Yay. there's a lot of ways to find me. And what's your website? Uh, let's see. Let me think about it. MelindaPatrick.org. 
Okay. All right. So friends, we will put all of her links in our show notes below so you can just click on those and go find her there. Now, friend, I just want to remind you, when you hear God call you into whatever that may be, let your yes be your success and then give God the rest. Till next time. I had so much fun today chatting with our guests and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found it useful and you were thinking about someone who might need to hear it as well, will you share the wealth? Yep, that's right. Maybe that's the one way God is asking you to live that missional lifestyle today by telling someone about our episode. Maybe nobody's coming to mind, but you're wanting to help. Would you write a short review? Your review invites others to listen in. See, there are easy steps to living that missional lifestyle. If you're interested in learning how Hooks to Crook Ministries makes an impact globally, check us out on hookstocrook.com. Again, that's hooks with the number two crook.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, your yes to God is your success. How it impacts the world, well, that's his. So continue living that missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the kingdom. Till next time.